Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Fignuts podcast. This is the 14th episode of season six. And if you're one of those weirdos who counts overall, this is episode number 253, and I am Britt. I'm Craig, and Britt is back. I am back. I spent seven days, fabulous days, on a boat in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. And you would think it's freezing in October. It's not. (laughs) You would think that. You went north. so I I went north. I was in Halifax uh, last Friday, and... Like we were there with a couple of people I've met through my streaming, um, my streaming activities on Twitch, and they were like, "This is like one of the warmest days we've seen in October ever." And I'm like, "That's it. I bring the sun. <laughs> I, bring nice. the, I bring the heat. <laughs> I bring the heat." How the hell are you, Craig? First time we've talked since I got back. Yeah, um, yeah. If you listen to last week's episode, other than our uh, our cat issues, um, I'm good. Otherwise, oh, yeah. I'm tired, but I'm good otherwise. Yeah, cat cat wrangling full time now. Yeah. So I hear so. that. I hear that. <laughs> but you know what? Before we get into anything else, let's start where we always start. Craig, what are you? Where's my bag of beers? Oh no! <laughs> All right, here we go. Craig, what are you drinking? Uh, so tonight, and I reported in glass. I have an. Oh my goodness! It's Guinness. So. Okay. Oh my goodness! It's Guinness. Is that the name of the beer, or are you? Just no, no, no. It's like... Guinness. I'm just being silly. That used to be one it's of their ads a long time ago. Yeah, just Guinness. Because I can tell you, one of the beers I drank this. Oh my god. Did so much drinking this last week, but I'm, I'm still opening. I'm opening a shipyard pumpkin head as we speak. There you we know, go. I have not had one of those yet this year. Oh, I've I've had several, and we actually <laughs> visited shipyards um, tasting room in Portland. Nice. Um, and so I'm drinking a pumpkin head. Let me tell you, I they had a barrel aged pumpkin head canned there that I tried everything in my power to get them to give me, <laughs> um, because for folks who have never done cruising before. You cannot bring food or beverages onto the uh, boat unless they're prepackaged. And so you think, well, what's the problem? You bring a can of beer. You cannot bring any alcohol products no. and, oh, and, unless there's wine and you pay a corkage fee. They charge you like 30 bucks to store the wine. Yep. Um, but you can't bring alcohol. So I was like, so I get, I, I'm, at, I'm at Shipyard really quick. I'm at Shipyard and there's a sign that says we ship now. And they showed me a map of where they can ship to, and Connecticut's on it. And Ooh. I went, all right, gentlemen. I'm talking to, like, one of the bar. I'm talking to the beer the beer tender, and I'm talking to one of the brew guys. I'm like, all right, gentlemen, listen to me. I'm one, <laughs> half, of, I'm one half of a beer and football podcast. I'm not asking for free shit. I need this. And I pointed at the can I had just emptied into a glass and taken a sip of, and I'd already seen the future. I'm one sip into this beer, and I'm seeing the future. I, I was a couple tasters in at that point, but that's not the point. I said, I need this to get to Connecticut. And immediately the guy who works the back room started shaking his head and goes, we're only doing the orders that are available online. He goes, I can tell you because that's a limited run. It's not online. And I said to him, sir, <laughs> I'm not communicating clearly because I've been drinking. I need this beer to find a way to Connecticut. And the guy, the other guy was like, why don't you just buy a four pack and take it with you? I'm like, I wish I could. I said, and I explained we're on the cruise ship and everything. I spent five minutes trying to convince these guys, I'm just going to write down an address <laughs> and leave like $50 here on the counter. And, and when I turn back around, the money's gone and the beer in front of us is in the box. How's that? How's that? No, we can't do that. Sir. Okay. I tried everything to get that for you guys. It was, Thank it was you. so, so smooth. It was like 10.8%. Wow. And it didn't taste it. I was halfway Did through it. one before. 
Did it taste like shipyard or did it taste like something else? It tasted like it, it tasted like if you took ship if you took Pumpkinhead, Shipyard Pumpkinhead, yeah, and poured it in a bunch of old Rosemary's ba- barrels, let it sit for a while, and then canned it. Ooh. Yes, it was. It was so so. It was bourbon though. It wasn't rum. It was bourbon. So I had a very strong bourbon finish. Oh my God, Craig! It was amazing. It was amazing. I drank so many beers we can't get around here, and it was. Every single stop, I would. My wife would be sitting there with me, and at some point, I'd make a face. She'd be like, "You're upset. You can't bring this back for the guys, aren't you?" And I'd be like, "Yes." <laughs> there was just so many great things to try. So I, I, I honestly do believe what we need to do. Portland, Maine, has like six really good breweries in it. Yep. We just need to go up there for a weekend. We need to throw the contributors in the back of a car drive to portland get a hotel room hit two breweries on a friday night two breweries on a saturday do one sunday and then drive home and, and just do it you know we just that gotta dump sean i mean yeah central central do it if he, he can get the time off from work sean we go well you know i gotta go to i gotta go to my kids football game or you know <laughs> soccer game and and then i gotta i gotta go home and i promise i clean the gutters and then I, <laughs> we're gonna have to literally abduct him we we're just going to have to show up at the house and just abduct him and see how far Yeah, but see, the before. thing is, like, how long will it be before anyone notices? Well, his wife will notice instantly because he won't be doing the 750 things she's put on his schedule <laughs> for the day. But, you know, so anyway. All right, I digress. Let's let's get going. I, I, could, I literally could fill an entire podcast with tales from this. I, I, I will save them for my live stream. Let's move on <clears throat> to Burning Hot Take. <laughs> Craig, let's just let's address the one that I brought up earlier, and that way we can we can figure out other things to talk about. Sure. With the second and third one, there are reports out of the owners' meetings that during discussions as to whether or not they were going to even open negotiations to extend Roger Goodell's contract, at one point Jerry Jones, presented by Jerry Jones, looked at Robert Kraft and said, "Quote, don't fuck with me." End quote. <laughs> Your response. Okay, and by the way, that vote was 31 to 1, with Jerry Jones being the only person voting against opening. We're not, they're not voting on a contract. This was just a vote to open negotiations. <laughs> so, yeah, he might, even, he might not even agree to a new contract. That's right. Or he, they might negotiate a contract with it, bring it back to the owners, and the owners would be like, no, nah, these, these, these terms, they, they're, they're not good. We're, we're just not going to do that. This, isn't a, this, is, this, is the start, this is like sitting around and saying, we need a new car. Do you want to go look for a new car? Let's have a vote if we're going to go look for a car. Yes. There's no commitment here. No. You're not <laughs> signing anything. And yet, Jerry Jones was like, no. So my question to you, and I, I want to get your overall, but my yeah. the big takeaway I had from this was, why did Jerry Jones single out Robert Kraft? I don't... 30, 30 other owners were like, yeah, this is a great idea. But Jerry Jones looks at Robert Kraft and goes, don't fuck with me. Why? I, I'm, sure there's, I'm sure there's a lot, you know, under the water surface, rather. Yeah, of uh, stuff going on with owners right now, especially with Dan Snyder ready to tell on all of them. Oh, and and, and he this and, was an owners only meeting, by the way. Right. So he's sitting at the table with the exact people who he supposedly has <laughs> shit on. Just saying. It's true. But I I don't know unless there's unless there's stuff that you know Goodell did for Kraft that he didn't do for 
for Jerry Jones at some point, maybe. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't I don't understand why they're mad because they pretty much Goodell just does whatever they tell him. So mm-hmm. he's kind of just like a uh, a puppet dictator. Is that mm-hmm. the right term? Maybe? I think pretty so. Pretty much. He's just he's just a figurehead. And they're just telling yeah. him what to say. Like he really has no power <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, no, that's absolutely correct. So so yeah. I- I, I was I was shocked, and, and I brought it up to the group, and as we all know, Sitch <laughs> and the Source are huge Patriot fans, and, <laughs> and Sitch and is just I, yelling at his mailbag right now, listening to this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. I understand, Sitch. I understand that this is your team, and you know you you love them, and and no one's questioning your love for for your team. All I'm saying is. Robert Kraft is not a universally loved figure in the NFL. I found an article. I can't remember. What, I think it was the big story. It's one of those, one of those um, opinion based sites. Yeah. That set, that ranked him as the sixth most hated owner in the league. Um, you, by, was you it by know. people or by other owners? You know, that's a great question. I don't know where they, this could have been just one guy sitting in a drunk in a room who'd been like, you know, who's a <laughs> son of a bitch. It, it could have been. But I'll tell you, you know who came in number three? Who? Is our good friend Shad Khan. Really? Of the just of the Jaguars. <laughs> but when he is not being the owner of the Jaguars, is still pursuing Moose and Squirrel. <laughs> and I just I bring that up just so I can make that terrible joke because he looks like a live action Boris Nogundik. He me. does, he does. And his and his son runs a wrestling organization, so Oh really? I did not know that. Yeah, he's he's in so, charge of AEW. Oh really? I did not know that. Yep. So I yeah, listen. Jerks who hate jerks, I don't care. But you know, it was just kind of interesting to me that that's where he decided to single out his ire. He didn't look across the table at Jim Ursay <laughs> or yell at at, at 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 Woody Johnson. He focused on Robert Kraft, and I don't know why he would have done that, unless Robert Kraft was saying to him last night in the bar, you know, what we gotta do, we gotta get rid of Goodell. <laughs> and, J- and, and J- Jerry Jones was like, Jerry Jones was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'll bring it up, and you just back me. You got it, buddy. <laughs> and he felt like he was screwed with. I don't, I don't know, but I, I, yeah. So, all right. What do you got for me for burning hot takes today? Um. So for me, my question to you is <sighs> the Denver Broncos. And that, that, that's you could the... just say question mark at the end. <laughs> well, well, it's really. Okay, so the key factor in Denver, clearly, outside of injuries, is Russell Wilson. Yes, he's not good anymore. Look at Russell Wilson when he was in Seattle, Mm -hmm. right? He was a decent quarterback. He went to the Super Mm -hmm. Bowl. Fine, whatever. 1-1, lost one. Yep, yep. That's more than a lot of people can say that were quarterbacks. That's more than I can say. See? So the question I have is, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Was Russell Wilson's success based on what Pete Carroll knew what he could do and how he set up like the offense for him? Or or is like on the other flip side of it, is Nathaniel Hackett have no idea what he's doing as a head coach? Like was he was he a good offensive coordinator because of Aaron Rodgers? Like Yeah, I, I think I think all of those things can be true. I honestly don't know. Russell's getting older. Russell's been in decline for a while now. Um, 
he shows those moments of brilliance, and I honestly expected more from him than we've seen. But I, I think, I think, yeah, I think all of it's true. I think Russ is in decline. I think it's a bad fit for him, skill-wise, ability-wise, and talent-wise around him. And I think the coaching staff is too new to know how to deal with him. Honestly, that's that's it. Yeah, because I feel like in the off season when there was talk of like if you know was Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams were they going to stay in Green Bay? I really mm-hmm. think for at least maybe a month, everyone thought that Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers were going to wind up in Denver mm-hmm. with Nathaniel Hackett, and then I'm sure he would have been fine, but. Now that it's Russell Wilson and, you know, not Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams, that he just doesn't know what's going on. And again, like we said before, being a head coach is completely different than being an offensive coordinator. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, So, yeah. Oh, why did I log out? Oh, Oh, no. You logged out of what? Oh, freaking DraftKings. Oh. And I threw my phone across the room because my mic is acting up. So I'm on a wired connection, and sometimes my <laughs> phone interrupts my wired connection. So, all right, I'm just going to have to ad-lib this one. You sure. guys may remember from before the season, I put an interesting bet out, which a really high payout. It was a three-leg season-long parlay where the Kansas City Chiefs, the Minnesota Vikings, I'm pretty sure it was the Vikings, 90% sure it was the Vikings. That's why I was just going to go check. And now they're like, oh, but you need to log in and we got to send you emails and confirmation numbers and you got to tell us your dog's name. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure the bet was the Chiefs, the Vikings, and the Bucks had to all win their division. Okay. Might have been the Packers, in which case I'm fucked. But the Chiefs are 4-2 and two, and they're tied for first place. Yep. The Vikings are 5-1. and one. They're in first place. Tampa is three and three, and they are risking my bet. So my, and I believe they're tied for first place. Hold on, I'm pulling that up. They are tied with the Atlanta Falcons. Are also three and three. There's a lot of teams right now that are three and three. My question to you is, what the fuck is wrong with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Why are they three and three in one of the most woeful divisions in football? Um, let's see, Tom Brady's divorce. Gronk is oh. Gronk is gone. Chris Godwin's been broken since week one. Mike Evans. All right, you're right. <laughs> I, I can't argue with any of that. In no particular order, but I put the money on them just because they are that that's oh, yeah. so bad. Yeah. So bad. It cost me a round robin this week. Really? Yes. I, I finally tried a round robin. Have you tried round robin bets uh, yet? Not yet. You know how they work? Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like a slot machine. <laughs> it's a quinella. It's it's basically an old quinella from Highlights. So you pick three teams, and instead of making one bet, you're actually making three bets on two leg parlays. Yeah. So, so I you... took I took the money line on the Eagles, the Bucks, and somebody else. Who else I took the money line on? Was it the Jets? No. It was somebody else. I was like, oh my god, that game can't possibly. Oh, Cincinnati. So. It literally just breaks out into three different bets where it pairs each of them off, and they both have to win. Well, then the Bucks lose, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, the only thing I have active for me is Cincy and Philly. <laughs> so it was a $3 bet. It's essentially a $1 parlay three times. It was a $3 bet. It paid $3.06. There you go. Because the, the Bengals did their job, and the Eagles did their job. 
I, I will say this. I am not going to win my season-long bet where I said that Eagles would win less than nine and a half games. I, I think that's pretty much sailed. Pretty much. As of right now, anyway. I mean, well, they're seven. six and oh. They would have to lose. They'd have to go, what, there's 17 games? So there's uh, so 11 games. They would have to go three and eight to end the season. I mean, anything is possible. <laughs> I, they look really freaking good. And they have the best run differential in the league right now. Actually, second best to the Bills. Um, no, they they do. And they they looked good last year too until they went to the playoffs, and then they looked like a Pop Warner team. So yeah. And now here's here's something that's interesting. They're six and zero. They're five and zero in conference. They've only played one AFC team. Uh. So are they are they are they bottom feeding at this point? And you know who that AFC team was? Who? The Jaguars. Oh. <laughs> they got to play the Steelers this week. Oh my God, their schedule is so. Fucking easy. Steelers, Texans, Commanders, Colts, Packers, Titans, Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints, Giants. Wow. Well, you know what? At the beginning of the year, at least the Packers and the Titans game would have been, you know, harder. <laughs> By the way, if I cut out, just so you know, it's because I'm installing Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed at the same time I'm recording. <laughs> perfect <laughs> i had to go buy that that game looks fucking awesome so all right moving on let's move on uh what's next in our, oh the good bad and the ugly where craig and i look back at the last week and we pick one moment that was good one moment that was bad and one moment that was just downright ugly craig let's start with you what's your good thing from week six uh my good thing from week six is really the the Falcons, I was impre- I was impressed with what they did, and Marcus Mariota looked pretty decent. So for me, it was it was them winning their game. Absolutely, I, I mean, I just th- th- there have been so many surprise teams this year, and I I said I said it on on our, our podcasters thread the other day. I'm like, we have entered a new age of parody, and Cinch was like, we've entered the new new age of suck, and I'm like, it's not that. <laughs> it's that the ba- the bad teams are getting better, and the good teams are starting to come back to earth through attrition. <laughs> Green Bay, um, and we're starting to see a leveling out of the playing field. This Sunday, the Indianapolis Colts at three, two, and one are going to Tennessee at three and two. That's parity. That's yeah. parity. You know, I, Atlanta plays at Cincy this week, and that's kind of a big game for both of them. They're both three and three. They both really need to win that game. That'll be interesting to see. The game no one wants to watch is Thursday night in New Orleans and Arizona. <laughs> hey, Why? folk, this is the last week before Call of Duty comes out. So Yeah, tr- trade Kyler Murray if you got him. Trade him. <laughs> trade him now for anything you can get. If you get a copy of Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, <laughs> do it. Do it. That's, that's value added right now. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you it is. All right, for me, the good this week was the Buffalo Bills. Man, did they look solid against the Chiefs. They made some mistakes, but they recovered from it. Defensively, they seemed to know what they were doing. The Bills just looked really, really good overall as a team. Um, so, yeah, so I'm going to go with the Bills. What do you got for bad? Bad for me is it's the Ravens. The Ravens yeah. cannot hold a lead in the fourth quarter. Like, I think they've lost their last six games, four games where they've mm-hmm. led in the fourth quarter. 
And honestly, like looking back at it, their win over Cincinnati was a gift because Cincinnati should have won that game. And I know that sounds biased to me, but it was. Of course it is, but, but yeah. But how do you like they were winning against the against the Giants and the Giants come back and win twenty four twenty? And this is what I said again last week, not not this week, but the week before. I can't remember who the Giants lost to. Hold on, I got Someone. it. I can put it up on my screen. Who the Giants, the Giants lost to? The Bears. Was it the Bears? No, they beat some. Oh, the, oh it was um, it was the Bears. I oh, know it was the Packers. The Giants. The Packers. Beat, the Giants beat the Packers in London, the week. Before. Right. It was the week before that with the Bears. I said, take the Bears, and Cinch was like, the Bears are terrible. I'm like, yeah, but they find a way to make it close. And then at the end, it was actually the opposite. I'm just kind of switched to now it's the Giants are this team that just find ways to make it happen. Yeah. So they, uh, yeah, they they beat the Bears, but they lost to the week before that. They lost to the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. 23-16. The bad for me. I'm going to stick in this game because folks, don't forget. I spent the first half of my Sunday getting off a boat. He did. So I didn't see anything until like 2.30. So I'm going to focus on Chiefs-Bills right now. Not only am I a Chiefs fan, but this was the game, the one game I was able to watch in its entirety over the last two weeks. Um, I tried I tried hard to watch the Monday night game. Not not in we, with the week five Monday night game. Who was it? Was it the Ravens? And that wasn't Ravens-Bengals, was it? Uh, which week? <laughs> Week five, the Monday night game. Uh, week five, do hold on, I'm looking for it right now. Uh, week five was it was Sunday night was Bengals Ravens. Was that Sunday night? Monday night was Raiders Chiefs. Okay, yes, are both those games? Okay, so I think it's it must have been Raiders Chiefs that, yeah. But listen, I'm on a boat in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean with unlimited scotch. <laughs> I don't remember the end of either game. I don't remember going back to the cabin. On Monday night, <laughs> my wife had to fill in my night on Monday night for me. It was not too happy that I, I, I had done that. <laughs> but, you know, when you're sitting at the only sports pub in the entire boat and every time some bartender walks by, looks at you and goes, you want another and you're not paying for it. The answer is always yes. That's true. And it got to the point where they stopped measuring the scotch and just started filling in the glass. <laughs> And that was a terrible. My wife's like, "Did you do you remember this picture you sent me? Because they had in onboard uh, text messaging. Do you remember this picture?" And she just pulled up a picture, and it was a full glass. Had to be five or six ounces of scotch and ice. Not five, and <laughs> five or six ounces is the scotch, not counting the ice. <laughs> and I'm like, "No, I have no recollection of having that drink or taking that picture." And, and so, and why did you send me a picture of your pants? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did I send you guys pictures of my pants? Because I wouldn't be shocked if I did. <laughs> I don't think you did. Did I? No, no, I don't think you did. Oh, thank God. This time. Because I would not be shocked <laughs> if I had. Because, you know, anyway. But so, so pardon me if I focus in on that game. But the bad was the officiating in the second half. I am a Kansas City Chiefs fan. That was absolutely a trip. Chris Jones stuck his foot out because he could, while he was trying to get leverage, he would be trying to get leverage into the defender which would be away from the edge that he would rush. That There's no way he stuck his leg out to try and get support. He stuck his leg out because Josh Allen was running that way and he knew he couldn't disengage from the offensive lineman. That was a trip. We just saw penalty after penalty after penalty missed. Then we see, and before all this, leading up to it, a phantom Travis Kelsey push-off. Now, I, I was not one. aware. I, I, he puts his arm out. 
but he's already got enough separation that he whips. But an official, old official sees is Travis Kelsey extend his arm, and he throws the flag. If you can commit a pass, an offensive pass interference against the air, then you can throw the flag. But he made no contact. It was so bad. I was just like, and, and it was both ways. You know, I'm not gonna say, oh, well, Kansas City lost. No, Kansas City lost because Kansas City lost. But the officiating was terrible, terrible. And the only thing good you could say about it in the second half was that it was consistently terrible, so it affected both teams. But that was that was terrible. So, all right, ugly. What was ugly? Uh, ugly for me is really, and this is going to go into more next week, I, I guess. Uh-huh. It's still the Dolphins. Like, both of their quarterbacks have had recent concussions, and they're both going to play. Like, Teddy I cut Bridge- Teddy Bridgewater Ted this Bri- week. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater played last week um and now two is gonna start this week and it's just not good Tua said he doesn't remember he he was unconscious yeah when he got that concussion and he remembers sort of being in the ambulance and that's it i have better memory after the scotch than he has of any of those hits that's just it i mean so I, i get i get it's a first year head coach I get that it's an organization that hasn't won in a long time and they smell blood in a very weak division. I get that. No, you can't do this. Yeah. I mean, like people who do like boxing and MMA don't even like go to their next fight that soon, you know? So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm struggling to remember. I'm struggling to remember the young man's name. I think it was Kendrick Taylor. And it was, this is a fight from 20 years ago. We're going to go to boxing on this. 20 years ago, he had a fight against, it was, I think it was against Julio Cesar Chavez. That's how far back we're going. And he was winning this fight. Absolutely dominating this fight. And then Chavez got one good round in and knocked him flat on his ass. And the kid stood up, and with the, with the referee holding his gloves, the kid, the referee went, you all right? And the kid looked to his right, because he was like six inches from his corner, looked to his right, and his trainer went, say yes, say yes. And the kid went, yes. And the referee called it. The referee said, no, this is over. That's the level of intent and application the, the NFL needs to take. We cannot let teams control the decision of who goes into the protocol or not. Exactly. That's the problem. Well, we're using independent neurologists who were hired by the Players Association who does not give a shit if Tua gets a concussion or not. There has to be someone separate from the team. The, the neurologists have to come. Well, we don't trust the NFL. Neither do I. <laughs> but you cannot. You have to just have a rule that says, if you get evaluated for a concussion, you're done for the day. We, we had this conversation, what, two or three weeks ago? Same exact yeah. same conversation? Yep. If you get if you get if the spotter in the booth says that guy is is acting strange and a neurologist does even the most basic exam, if he does not pass 100 out of 100 checks, he's done. Well, he passed 99 out of 100. Good. Then he'll be back next week. But he doesn't go back in this week. And that is the level of intensity we have to apply. And the league refuses to do it. Yep, exactly. League refuses to do it. And I just think, because of his last two concussions, like I really feel like you know, because we're in the middle of the season, so there's mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's a lot of games left. 
um, mm-hmm. he's going to get hit again, and it's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's it's just a bad situation. I don't want to see anyone like, you know, we've been watching football a long time, so we've seen a lot of bad injuries. Oh yeah, a lot of like kind of neck injuries, which are really really scary. Uh, but you know, no one wants to see that, and no one wants to see anyone die on the field. God forbid. But I don't know with Tua playing, it just it just worries me. Yeah, yeah. My ugliest Green Bay Packers. I I cannot explain they, what Green Bay is doing. They were not ready for Devontae Adams leaving. That's apparently not. And but 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 they were ready when 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 Cobb left. They were ready when uh, Donald left. They were re- they've been ready every time they've lost a star receiver. I thought they would adjust better than this, and they just haven't. No, and they just I, haven't. And I can't understand it, and I can't explain it, and I'm done trying to figure it out. I think maybe because uh, Lazard was hurt a lot the last few weeks, maybe because he because mm-hmm. there's Tanyan, 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 yeah. And then they have two. They have they had Cobb who is now hurt, and he's gonna miss. The majority of the rest of the season with an ankle injury. Lazard was hurt for the last few weeks, and two rookie receivers. So I, I don't which know. Aaron Rodgers won't throw to because he doesn't trust them. No, it, I it, mean it's maybe per- they signed OBJ. Maybe when he if he's why better. so that Aaron Rodgers cannot throw to him. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is the most fickle pass thrower I have ever seen. Ever, he is fickle. I'm just I'm done talking about it. I'm done talking about it. That the Packers are done in my opinion. I'm sorry, Chris. My buddy Chris listens to this podcast on occasion, and he's a huge Packers fan. Aaron Rodgers is done, and 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 I I don't I don't I don't apologize for it because he's not a nice person either. Why is Ghostbuster Spirits unleashed only 11% installed? This will be ready to play by next Tuesday. <laughs> oh, all right. My ugly really quick. My ugly is the the uh, the Chargers. In what universe do you need overtime to beat the Denver Broncos? Yeah, right. In what universe is one of the highest powered offenses need over? Oh, it's a divisional game. I don't care. Yeah, they weren't even playing in Denver, so you can't even blame like the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no way you need overtime there. The Chargers have got to get their shit together. Yeah, I think Herbert's injury from was it like week three? Yeah, week two or three. I think it is bothering him more than everyone is saying, and it's yep. you know it's affecting. Well, also it doesn't help that Keenan Allen's been dead since week one. There was a wasted fantasy pick on my part, but um, How, I keep telling you guys, never don't touch Keenan Allen. I've been saying for like three years now. But he's the best receiver in the AFC West. Mm. <laughs> he's only got like five fewer catches than Devontae Adams. That's a so, valid point. It's a valid point. You know, I mean. <laughs> I look over at Devontae. I, I get, so again, I got no cell service on the boat. So Sunday I get into New York and I'm like, all right, I want to start looking at stuff. I get back to the house. I get on my Wi-Fi. I look, oh, Devontae Adams has 27 points. He had five catches for two touchdowns, and like 47 yards. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> the guy, he puts together a decent day. It's still not even a decent day. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway. all I need is touchdowns and, you know, no yards, but. So good news for you. You're yeah. you're gonna get a free pass on America's favorite game this week. Okay. Because there's only one game at fifty plus. Really? <laughs> you're gonna get your three shots at it, but here's <laughs> how this is gonna work. We're gonna do we're gonna challenge you this week. Uh oh. I am not going to tell you if you are right or wrong. 
you need to give me three games, and you're going to find out if you succeed or fail. Okay. And there's only one of them. There's one game. It's a 51. Oh, Lord. All right. Let me let me look here. So we're on week. Well, Craig is looking. Let me seven. also bitch. Let sure. me take a minute and bitch. How in the universe is Bill's Chiefs under 54 points? How? Uh, because Vegas wanted to make money on the under. You're, 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 that's a rhetorical question. I'm asking. I'm talking to the audience. You got. You got to go look at your your thing. In what universe do these two offenses combine for 54? Which, by the way, um, audience, you're welcome. Two weeks ago, when I was last on, when I said take the over in that Raiders Chiefs game, what was the? I think the, the final score was something like 31-29. It was almost 70 uh, it points. It was 30-29 Chiefs. It's 59. I told you all to take the over because four of the last five times this team had gone over 50 points. So if you made money off of that, you're welcome. <laughs> I made money off of it. I don't remember seeing it, but I made money <laughs> off of it. All right, Craig, three games, okay. one, all right, one well, target, go. Uh, just because Chiefs 49ers. Probably. Okay, that's one. All right. Um, the next one I'm going to say because both of these offenses could, well, especially after last week and knowing how Vegas is, I'm going to say Falcons Bengals. Okay. And then the third, uh, let me just Bears Patriots. God no. Um, that over under is like twelve. <laughs> God, all these teams. Oh, are... that zappy guy. I haven't seen anything. All yeah, but he's screaming his name. He he looked good. He had over three hundred yards, and he's going to get benched for Mister Mack next week. So, so yeah. Uh, and then because because Hopkins is back, Call of Duty's not out yet. I'm going to say Saints Cardinals. Okay. All right. So so you lose. Damn it. The correct answer is Seahawks Chargers at fifty-one. How the Seahawks? I know. I know. They looked terrible last week. But it's the Chargers and the Chargers should the be. The Chargers able to didn't look good points. either. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, all I can do, all I can tell you, is that DraftKings has that at a fifty-one. And I'm taking the under there. And all three of the games you mentioned, I'm probably taking the over. I don't care if they're 49. I'm probably taking the over in all three of those <laughs> games. So that was a, that was an odd week. I, I was looking down the list, and nobody was under 40 either. Everybody was like 42, 43 and a half. I'm like, all right, whatever. So that allows us to move on to the metric, which, by the way, I just uploaded like half an hour before we got to work because or got, got online because my freaking week has been insane. Let me give you some advice, folks. Don't ever take time off from work. <laughs> just because quit. What happens? Just quit. Just quit. Just yeah. <laughs> as good men, as good natured, and as much as I love the team I work for, a lot of them don't know the ins and outs of what I do in my particular role. So there was a lot of okay, document it and let Britt take care of it when he gets back. And so consequently, Britt came back to two weeks worth of work. Because he has this week's work and last week's work to get caught up on. And that is not a criticism of my team. They're wonderful people. They did everything they could. But either get a job that is so straightforward that everyone else can do it. Or just quit your job every time you want to take time off. That's the only way you can do it. That's I'm it. for that. I'm for that. It's fine. That's all you can do. <laughs> uh, just for the record, Saints Cardinals is a 44 she, I, I didn't get, I didn't write these down, but I have Chiefs Car, Chiefs Niners is uh, forty eight and a half, and, then Falcons, and Saints, Bengals. yeah, Saints Cards forty four, uh, Falcons Bengals, that's the one I missed, forty seven. Oh yeah, 
I think I'm going to go over on everything but the Falcons and the Bengals just because I don't trust the Falcons. I'll just steer clear of that. The, the Bengals are only a minus six, though. And I really he, like take and then I would take the Jets money line just to add. All right, let's 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 show no I no I'm not logged in. I'm not logged in. Get a hundred percent profit boost every game day in week seven. Opt in. Yeah, we'll do oh I gotta sign it. Can't opt in. All right, never mind. All right, metric. So word of warning. Last week, literally sitting in New York, waiting to get off the boat, I decided I was gonna throw together a lineup knowing nothing about what happened in week five. I threw together a lineup in week six without having any of the metric info. And I actually cashed for the first time this season. (laughs) There you go. Further proof that you have to trust your own judgment. These numbers should just be a guideline. And I think this week, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to wipe my brain clean from this conversation and just pick a lineup. I want to pick and then go back and, and really work on it. So this week, the metric really likes a couple of quarterbacks. He really likes Geno Smith because that's going to be a high-scoring affair, and Geno Smith is only 5600 bucks. I think that game does become a shootout. It's the only game over 50, so I'm going to have a lot of shares of Geno Smith. You want something more reliable, you're probably paying up for Joe Burrow, and he's 6900 So I am going to take that cheap option as often as I can and go with Geno Smith. Craig, who do you like at quarterback this week? Uh, so this week, looking at the money, I don't mind Jimmy Garoppolo against the against the Chiefs because he's fifty five hundred. Oh. Yeah. And listen, you're a Chiefs fan, and I don't mean mm-hmm. anything by this. The Chiefs defense is not spectacular. <laughs> our our uh, let me let me amend that. <laughs> our secondary is terrible. Right. <laughs> our defensive line is okay. Our linebacker core makes some decent plays when they start to get familiar with what teams are doing, they can snuff out runs, but you could throw, you could do a Tecmo bowl passing scheme and still pass for 300 yards on this team because our secondary is woeful. So I completely agree with that. I I, I would use Jimmy G if I could and 5,500. I'd still like Geno Smith a little bit better because I got him for an extra point or two, but yeah, no, I can't argue with Jimmy yeah. G. And then the other two I'm looking like in the middle you know, Joe Burrow is almost 7,000, so it's a little pricey. Mm-hmm. But I do kind of like Matt Ryan after the week he had. He's playing Tennessee. Their secondary is not good either. He's 5,400. Mm-hmm. And because he's playing Washington, and Washington is very um... – I'll tell you right now, I am avoiding <laughs> Lamar, Kyler, and Patrick Mahomes. The three of them are all over 7,400 or higher. All of them are going to have extremely average weeks. Well, that still makes them pretty good, yes. But not in comparison to the guys we've already named. Right. I mean, I can get 20 points out of Lamar at 8,000, or I can get 20 points out of Joe Burrow at 6,900. I'll take the 20 points out of Burrow. Exactly. I agree. I agree. All right, let's talk about running backs. Well, I'm trying to talk about it. The metric said, hey, I got a name for you. He's new. You've never heard of him before. He's a rookie from Seattle. (laughs) And I went, talk about Kenny Walker. (laughs) <laughs> and the metric was like, holy shit, you've heard of Kenny Walker? And I'm like, yeah, Sean talked about him forever. <laughs> he just couldn't remember his name. <laughs> and he just put Walker. Who the hell's Walker? The rookie. Texas Ranger. <laughs> yeah, Walker, Texas Walker, Charger, Ra- uh, Seattle Ranger. Kenny Walker, He again, everybody in Seattle is hurt. 
They're going to need to establish some sort of run. I think Seattle's going to try to slow that game down. I don't think they're going to be successful, but I think they're going to try. And Kenny Walker is still only 5,800, so I love me some Kenny Walker this week. Sticking with that game, if I'm paying up, I love Austin Eckler too. I think he's good for 21 points, but I also think Kenny Walker's good for 21 points. So at 5,800, I am absolutely using Kenny Walker as often as I can. Ramonde Stevenson's on the great middle option at 6,300. I like him a ton in that matchup. So depending on how much you're looking to spend, Kenny Walker, if you're under six, if you're in the middle range, you can spend 6,300. Use Stevenson. If you got to go up to the 8,000 range, you can go to Eckler. Who do you like at running back this week? Uh, so for me this week, I do I do like people in like the 6,000 range. So like you said, Radimar Stevenson, who's having a really good consistent year. He's playing mm-hmm. Chicago. Chicago's not really that good. Uh, and who I'm really impressed with is Brees Hall. He he oh, was an, he was an like I watching that game last week. He, like he looked like a number one running back. Mm-hmm. Um, playing Denver again, like we mentioned before, Denver's sort of a mess right now. So he's 6,200. And then someone else coming off a bye week because he's rested. I do like Damian Paris, who is playing Vegas, but he is 65. Vegas. Vegas. I do. Um, I kind of like, honestly, if you want to reach a total reach, Chase Edmonds at five grand, he could score two points or he could score 15. You tell me which one he's going to do. He's five grand. If you think he gets the double digits, you use him. If you don't think yeah. he gets the double digits, then you shelve him. But then, said Eno Benjamin, another one. And then someone for me too is because I, Washington has no one else is Brian Robinson is 5,500. And Green Bay's run defense. Did he come back while I was on the boat? Yeah, he played last week. He played fairly well, too. Oh, my God. I do remember them talking. Okay, so, again, can't hear jack shit in a sports bar, right? (laughs) So they kept talking about this. They kept showing this one guy. Is he wearing number eight? Uh, I really don't know. He might. Because they kept showing this one guy, like, on the bench, and, you know, you can't hear what's going on. They don't have CCs on. And I think it was him. And I'm like, who the hell is this guy? And I didn't even think that Brian Robinson would be back already. But there he is. There he is. All right, wide receivers. So I said to the metric, I said, I need a big hit this week. And he said, I got you. Tyquan <laughs> Thornton. And I went, who the fuck is Tyquan Thornton? <laughs> and he's like, he plays for New England. Chicago sucks. I got him for 10 points, and he's only at 3,500. And I'm like, all right. If you want to reach for Tyquan Thornton, go ahead. The metrics next darling is Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce is a coin flip every freaking week. I just, I can't figure out where he is. And then the number three option is the one I'm really looking at. And that's Debo Samuel. I love me some Debo this week. He's 7,600. So yes, he's a little bit more expensive, but I got to take a deep breath. I think Debo's going to light up the chiefs. I do. I think he's going to light up the chiefs. So I I I, um, I might use Tyquan Thornton and Alec Pierce if it allows me to spend up for Debo, but Debo is where I'm looking. If I'm spending up anywhere else, I'm probably looking at Tyreek Hill because no matter who they seem to put a quarterback, he seems to catch the ball. And but he's 8K, so that's going to be I'm not going to use him a lot. I'm going to have a few shares of him, but not a ton. Who do you like at wideout this week? Uh, wideout, I think I'm probably like you said, I'm going to pay up for Debo Samuel this week. Um, particularly if you're using jimmy right yeah i i do i know last week um using stacks worked for me i didn't really use them yet this year um 
So, oh, P.S., if you're using a stack, that just means you're using, like, two or three of the same offensive players from the same team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like I do like Romeo this week because he's playing again. He's playing Washington, and he's only he's only five thousand. He only needs like a couple catches. Um, I, I'm gonna say something I never thought I'd say. Yep. I trust Daniel Jones more with Wandale <laughs> Robinson than what I do with Aaron Rodgers throwing to Romeo Dubs. That's fair. That's all I'm gonna say about and it. Then, I, I love I love this kid's potential. I just can't trust the quarterback. And then for some unknown reason, a man who is not played yet this year his salary is 6200 is deandre hopkins but he's playing thursday so by the time you hear this you know if you're not in like a tournament all week you may not be able to use him but it's going to be his first game back you know you know who's lurking out there at 6100 and i'm looking down the list this is my reach play is alan lazard if 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 aaron Rodgers decides to go out there and make a statement he's going to do it with lazard don't be shocked if he throws 19 passes and 12 of them target lazard I'm not calling it. I'm just saying don't be shocked. And I didn't see him no. on here because uh, we mentioned Miami. Um, Mr. Waddell, uh, I would pick him too. I just don't know how much he costs. I don't know what he's in this uh, 6,500. I've got him at 12 points, so he's all the way down like 47th on the value list. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's yep, just there he way is. down. There's there's another name right behind him too is Miko Hardman. Remember him? Miko Hardman's <laughs> only $4,300, and Patrick Mahomes seems to like to go to him deep. He can get that with two catches. Will That's he? True. Who knows? Am <laughs> I confident he will? No, absolutely not. But could he? <laughs> sure. Sure. That's a good tournament play, I think. I think Miko, well, I don't know. Maybe a lot of people will be on Miko Hardman in the tournament format. I don't know. I've been on a bull. What the hell do I know? Oh, and really quick, Brian Robinson is number eight. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense because I saw them talking about him, and, and I just was like, who the hell are they talking about? So, excuse me. This one beer. This what is this? I opened a second beer. Kate May Boat Ramp Champ. It's a Hell's Lager. I thought about saving it for Deb. Hi Deb. Hi Deb. Because she likes the lagers, but uh, I don't know. I decided to drink it anyway. All right, tight ends. <laughs> All right, the metric likes Greg Dolchich in sure. Denver. What happened to the other Denver guy? Is Albert? Uh, o- oh, that's right. He died. Albert Ogunbowale. Uh, yep, he's and Noah Fant's gone. So yes, and Noah Fant's gone. So that's why they're putting him up there. He's at, he's only twenty five hundred, so he really needs seven and a half points, and he's Possible. the only game in town. I think it's a <laughs> solid bet, but I think a lot of people are going to be on it. Um, so I'm looking to pay up a little bit. I'm probably looking at Evan Engram in Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence had a good game last week. Uh, I think he could possibly make it two in a row against a Giants defense that's good in the secondary but weak in the uh, linebacker area, which is where they're going to make those targets for Engram. Uh, so I'm really looking at a few shares of him. It, there's a lot of value at tight end this week. So what I'm going to tell folks is spend less than $4,000 and pick a guy you think is going to perform. Yeah. Stay on, if you can stay under three grand, even better. Oh, well, this is the week for Brevin Jordan. Great. <laughs> 2500 bucks, do it. Oh, I like Cole Komet. Well, first off, you're a fool. But beyond <laughs> that, you're a fool like me because I drafted him in like five leagues. But if you like Cole Komet, sorry, Sean, go ahead and draft him at 2900 I want you to think of Jawan Johnson. I think if Jawan Johnson gets to nine points, it's a buy. Go for it. It's all about where you think they're going to be this week. I have almost all these guys around the two to two and a half X mark. Uh, Greg Dolchich is the only guy the metric has over three. 
3x and i think he's going to be a hot buy and i'm not sold on it so i'm going to go with the safer option i'm probably going to spend for like evan ingram or i, I won't go as high as kyle pitts but even hunter henry at 3500 is a buy noah fant at 3100 might be a buy i'll think i'd rather have henry what are, what are your thoughts to tight end this week i feel like this is a place to save money this week it, it definitely is i don't think I think the most I would spend this week is maybe 3500 on Hayden Hurst, but that would be like mm-hmm. the most top I would spend. like I'm not going to get I'm not going to spend 5300 on George Kittle or 8000 on Travis Kelsey. No, I would uh, not buy Kelsey this week. And definitely buying, not Kyle Pitts. <laughs> yeah, if I'm buying high this week, I'm spending $7400, I'm getting myself Mark Andrews. I am not I'm I'm not going 8 grand for Kelsey. Yeah, but Travis Travis Kelsey's amazing. I'll take him. Andrew's going to have better production against Cleveland than can Kelsey's going to have against. And San he's less. <laughs> and it's six. It's safe just because dollars. So you can go buy Debo. Exactly. So uh, defensive wise, I am putting all of my eggs in one basket. I think the jets at 2,600 is a fabulous pick. Fabulous pick. And it's not super expensive. Well, what if you don't have $2,600? Well, then you probably need to go back and reevaluate your life choices. <laughs> But if you can't take out that, Travis Kelsey, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I, I, I actually the Lions against Dallas, I think, isn't a terrible pick. They're only twenty three hundred, but I would much rather have Jets at twenty six hundred. They're going to be the closest team that gets to three X this week. I'm convinced of it. So the Jets are where I'm buying this week. What do you got this week at defense? Yeah, I completely agree with you on the Jets. You know, they their defense looked amazing last week, and as we saw also last week, Denver's offense. I don't know what's happening right now, and. Uh, Russell Wilson is day to day, so their sta- their starting quarterback might be Brett Rippon. Seriously, he's still in the league. Yes, not Mark Brett, his son. No, no, I know, but isn't it his son? <laughs> yes. Yeah, was, uh, even still, I feel like he's been around forever. <laughs> he probably has been. I it just feels like he has let's, been. Let's, so I'm gonna click on his name. Let's see really quick. Yeah, how long has he been in the league? It feels like I'm um, gonna say nine years. Third season, he is 26. Oh, Jesus Christ. Maybe I am getting confused with his dad because I wasn't even close. <laughs> but I'm also a beer and a half in. But you know what that means? It's time for final thoughts. Craig, what is your final thought going into week seven? Going into week seven, this is the time, if in season long anyway, you definitely, definitely have to start paying attention to waiver wire pickups. Even if you start streaming people, every week mm-hmm. you know you have to start looking at matchups you just have to start looking at injuries uh so this is time to really pay attention to that because even if you are three and three in your league right now you know mm-hmm. anything can change so you definitely want to pick that up because as you saw a lot of injuries are happening as they do every year in the nfl so mm. right now the guy who's the third string receiver could be the first string receiver next week so yeah yeah absolutely my my uh, final thought for this week is if you are betting in the if you're doing sports book right now, if you're on DraftKings, DraftKings is throwing out profit boosts every freaking week at this point. Last week I had a 25% profit bo- boost on a four leg single game parlay. So you go into a game and you pick the four easiest stat lines to accomplish. I made a mistake. I took the I took the Chiefs and the Bills to go over 54. Everything else, I took the lowest alternate stat line. Oh, do you think that uh, Patrick Mahomes will rush for more than 10 yards? Yes. 
Do you think that, uh, uh, what's his name, um, Josh Allen will rush for 15 yards? Yes. And all of a sudden, like a $5 bet, I just threw $5. I was like, oh, well, this will pay fifty-seven fifty with the bonus. Pay attention to the bonuses if you're doing sportsbook. They're all throwing them out there in different ways. Tonight, which isn't going to help anybody, but tonight is October 19th. <laughs> they took, the, if Russell Westbrook scores 20 points, and he averages like 24 if Russell Book, Westbrook strikes 20 points, it was a minus 1,000. They're doing a profit boost to make it plus 100, which doubles your bet. So Damn. you throw 20 bucks on Russell Westbrook to score 20 points, which he does 80% of the time, and you double your money. So yeah. pay attention to the boosts, guys. If it says opt-in, read it. I'm not saying automatically do it. I'm saying read it. See what it takes. Because sometimes it's, oh, well, we'll give you a 25% boost at any four-leg parlay. And sometimes it's like, we'll give you a 10% boost if you pick the winner of seven consecutive games that all start within a 30-minute span. That's That sucks, right? I mean, yeah. it's not worth it. Read the boosts, guys, because there's stuff out there that can help you, and it can help you be a smarter and more, more um, efficient better. You know what can also help us? is if you leave us a review. Whatever podcast directory you find us on, I'm not even going to list them. I always do. Apple's our bread and butter. Spotify is one that we're very strong on. Definitely, wherever you listen to us, go there and leave us a review. Word of mouth helps this podcast so much you have no idea. If you'd like to reach out to us, there's a bunch of different ways. We are at FignutsDFS on Twitter. We are FignutsDFS at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. And we're also on Facebook. We are the Football Fignuts Podcast there. We love to hear from you. Please reach out to us. We also have one more announcement for folks who hear this before October 21st. Craig and I are doing a uh, watch-along on Twitch. I will tweet about it. Go to our Twitter, Fignuts, at FignutsDFS, Friday night at 8 Eastern. I'm going to force Craig to watch <laughs> Carnival of Souls. Craig, have you ever seen Carnival of Souls? Um, I've seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space. They're not the same thing. Sad. Do you remember a couple months ago we were playing uh, party games online and we were playing Rift Tracks? I made you guys sit down through a, an industrial safety short yes. about guys pl working on Caterpillar vehicles? Yes. It was called Shake Hands with Danger? Yep. The guy who directed Shake Hands with Danger then decided he could make a horror movie. And the hmm. result was Carnival of Souls. That's awesome. Actually, I think Carnivals of Souls came first. So Carnival of Souls was so bad that he had to go make educational shorts after. <laughs> but, Craig, you are going to suffer through. And Oh, and, and he's in it. Oh, really? Uh, I'm trying to remember. The guy's Herc something. Herc, Herc Harmeister or something like that. I gotta, I'll look up the director's name before we do this. But he actually also plays a character in the movie. Oh, really? <laughs> and it's a prominent character who appears multiple times. So I can't wait. This is going to be terrible fun. Please get yourself two or three really strong drinks to get through this. Mm, You're going right. to need it. We can do that. We can do that. I, I, I had never seen Carnival of Souls. I had no idea what it was. I saw it when they did it live. And I walked, I literally remember looking at my wife and going, what just happened to us? <laughs> so 
But so join us on our Twitch on my Twitch channel. I will I will post that in the uh, the the Twitter. And if you don't, I can't leave the VOD up. But hopefully, we will be doing one for Christmas. What did I make you watch last year? Um, Santa vs. the Martians. Oh, then oh, and and I did Santa Claus with my wife, which means uh, what? the only one left. <laughs> oh no 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 no. There is one. It's called Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny. <laughs> I'm already scared. You should be. Be afraid. Be very afraid. But we'll deal with that when the time comes. Until we speak with you guys next week, thank you so much for listening. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. (laughs) 